I beheld a pale horse. The Moroccan Crises and Kaiser Wilhelm. When you're considering the causes of the First World War, you obviously need to remember that there were the four main causes, M, A, I and N. Morocco sits at a very interesting point, the intersection of alliances and imperialism. And Morocco crops up twice, so it's worth knowing about. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the two Moroccan crises of 1905 and 1911. And we're going to have a think about the effect that they had on the political situation in Europe in the run-up to the First World War. Morocco is a small country in North Africa. It's one of the very rare countries in North Africa which, by the dawn of the 20th century, is not controlled by any of the European powers. The French want it. They want it quite badly. They have neighbouring Algeria and they wish to extend their influence. The British are not going to oppose them. That's part of the agreement called the Entente Cordiale, where both sides agreed not to interfere with their colonial designs of their partner. Germany wants it as well. Because of the policy of Weltpolitik, this idea of a place in the sun, Germany wants a place on the world stage. This is a personal hobby horse of Kaiser Wilhelm. So in 1905, the Kaiser visits the town, the city, of Tangiers. Now, he's been asked to do this by the government of Germany. It's a way to demonstrate their engagement with Morocco and also to stake a claim of their interests in this area. The problem is that, as we know from looking at Kaiser Wilhelm, he's slightly adolescent. And this is one of those cases where he goes just that bit overboard. He rides through Tangier on a white charger in full military uniform, accompanied by a full military band playing rousing marching tunes. And he calls for an international conference to settle the question of what should happen to Morocco. This is a problem that did not exist. This is a problem that could have been settled by negotiation between Germany and between France. But this spectacle that the Kaisers put in place makes it an issue. Now, it's been done on purpose. This whole visit and all of the hullabaloo with it is designed to block France's attempts to take over Morocco and also to test the strength of the Entente Cordiale. But it probably goes a little bit overboard. In 1906, there is a conference at Algeciras in Spain. Germany says that Morocco should be independent and Germany should have a lot of trading concessions there. Austria-Hungary sides with Germany. Morocco, unsurprisingly, sides with Germany. On the other side, Great Britain sides with France, as does Russia. You can see that this is the basic shape of the two alliances in Europe at the time. The result of this conference is that it actually pushes France and Great Britain closer together. It also makes Britain pay more attention to European politics. Always remember, the idea of splendid isolation is that Britain does not care what goes on in Europe as long as no one person, no one country, dominates it. 
Well, it's now starting to look very much as though Germany is attempting to dominate European politics, and that gets Britain interested, because that's a threat to their trade interests. The other difference is that, as a result of this, France is now more confident of European support. Germany is forced to back down. They're not very happy about this. They gain a small strip of marshy land, but broadly speaking, France retains the controlling interest in what goes on in Morocco. The question is not settled, which is, of course, why it flares up again. The second Moroccan crisis is known as the Agadir crisis. In 1911, a revolution breaks out against the ruling sultan in the city of Fez. The sultan asks for help from the French. The French send their army. So far, perfectly normal. This is how things run in the late 19th, early 20th century. This is how colonialism works. But Germany gets involved. Now, at this point, Kaiser Wilhelm is not directing policy. The interview has happened in between those two things. And if you don't know what the interview is and why it results in Kaiser Wilhelm not being as involved in political decisions, you need to check that up. But regardless, by 1911, it's largely the German government making the decisions. And so, to protect their interests, they think, well, if it's all right for the French to send their army, we need some sort of a representation there as well to protect our interests. And they take a leaf out of the British books. You see, for many, many years, the British have practiced what is called gumboat diplomacy, where if you refuse to negotiate or you do something the British don't like, they will park a gumboat off one of your harbors. And if you continue to do things they don't like, they'll open fire. So the Germans send a gunboat, the Panther, to the town of Agadir. It's designed as a bargaining chip, just as a way to, again, stake their interests. But again, it's a massive overreaction. German interests were never in danger. Sending the gunboat merely involves everybody else. It especially involves the British. If you look at a map, you can see that Morocco sits on the top corner of the African continent. A naval base there could be used to interfere with shipping running around the Horn of Africa, basically the shipping that runs from India to Britain, the core of the empire trade. Not only that, but a naval base in Morocco could be used to interfere with shipping going into and out of the Mediterranean, which is currently controlled by the British from their base at Gibraltar. Now, this is not a problem as long as nobody shows a naval interest in Morocco. But what have the Germans just done? They've sent a gunboat. They have shown a naval interest in Morocco, and that gets the British interested and very, very fast. The second Moroccan crisis brings Europe to the very brink of war. Preparations are made. Armament is massively accelerated. Recruitment of troops is increased. Germany is not ready for a war, so they have to back down. So what are the results of this, this crisis that was engineered out of nothing? Well, Germany is humiliated. 
and that means they are much less likely to back down the next time something comes up. This humiliation also leads to a change in public opinion. German public opinion now shifts decisively more in favour of war. Pride has been damaged and needs to be regained. Great Britain is now convinced that Germany is dangerous and they are definitely trying to become dominant in Europe. Italy has opposed Germany because they don't want any sort of a threat to their Mediterranean shipping either. And this weakens the Trippan alliance. And that's important. Because that weakening of the Triple Alliance makes Germany much more reliant on Austria-Hungary. And Austria-Hungary is very deeply involved in some very shady dealings in the Balkans. And if Germany is reliant on them, they will not be able to stand apart from what goes on in the Balkans. And finally, it pushes Great Britain and France much, much closer together militarily. Not to the point of signing a military alliance, but they certainly sign a naval agreement, and that's a big step. So, what were the key results of the Moroccan crises? In both cases, they ratcheted up tension for no good reason. Nobody gained anything from either of them. All they did was ratchet up tension. In the case of the second Moroccan crisis, to the point where everybody is preparing for a war. They believe a war is coming. In the second Moroccan crisis, they strengthen the reliance of two countries on each other. On the one hand, it pushes France and Great Britain closer together. And on the other hand, it makes Germany more reliant on Austria-Hungary. So that strengthens the alliances. Finally, and possibly most important, after you come out of 1911, almost everybody in a position of power in the European great powers is convinced that a war is coming. A war is inevitable. The Moroccan crises, with their mix of imperialism and alliances, make war seem inevitable. Thank you very much for listening. Good luck in your exams.